Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Capitalist Investor. I am back, Diamond Hands D. We got Tony and Luke. The boys are back together. How are we doing, guys? Boys are back in town. The boys are back in town, yeah. Not bad. You hit that note pretty well for this early in the morning. That was pretty good. Congratulations, yeah. So did you, 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 uh, you know... Tan those cheeks. Oh, yeah. All right. Ran around with the kids, chased them around for uh, six days, nice. which is a lot. <laughs> nice. I tanned my cheeks for the first, <laughs> first time through makeup, and I'm going to start wearing makeup now because yeah. I like how I look when I wear makeup. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you serious? <laughs> All right. He's just going to put that out there. Yeah. Throw it out there. First time on set. Are you makeup wearing it done. right now? No, I'm, I maybe maybe it's still on because I don't wash my face maybe very well, so I don't know. <laughs> Was it really a vacation if you're chasing around kids for six days? Oh, it's not. No, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I need a vacation but, from my vacation. Oh yeah, for sure. All right. But it was very fun. We went to like this Nickelodeon resort uh, for half the time. Did you get slimed? I actually did get slimed. Yeah. Sweet. It, it was pretty cool. I, I'll be honest with you. I did nothing on the planning. I just kind of showed up. Uh, thanks to my family. Um, but it was it was super fun. They had, they had like a big big uh, water park. Nice, that's they, awesome. This, the slime would come down like every two or three hours from did, the top. Did you get slimed? I did. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it was like a big like like a kitty splash pad basically. Yeah. And then the the slime comes up out the top and and gets all over that's everyone. Sick. Yeah, nice. I like that. It's pretty fun. Lots of characters. My kids love the Paw Patrol. So oh, nice. Good times. Uh, Good times. My, my daughter would lose her mind. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. What are we talking about? All right. Well, today, well, I think, you know, earnings are front and center, especially uh, with Walmart and Home Depot uh, reporting. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about some uh, some people making some uh, high risk bets out there and kind of the huge volume behind it. Um, seems like a strange time to be doing that, but, but we'll dive into uh, into that. And then finally, we'll talk about some canceled today, and uh, we'll try to cancel something because it's kind of creeping us out. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> not everyone. canceled, but it should be. It should be. Yep. <laughs> All right. Earnings. So let's dig into earnings. Yeah. So we saw Home Depot and Walmart both report um, pretty lackluster uh, guidance going forward. Um, Home Depot really did miss you know, their earnings estimates um, for Q4, and then they lowered guidance. Walmart crushed earnings. Mm-hmm. Um, came in way above revenue estimates, came way above earnings per share estimates. Um, but then they said uh, that going forward, they're not expecting as much profitability. So um, what's your take on that, guys? What's your take on the consumer and what that tells you about the retail side of the business? We've talked a lot about consumers swiping their credit cards, you know, cutting back down eventually. Is this the kind of telltale sign that they are finally cutting back? I think so. And, you know, I think... Um yeah, I think even it's kind of interesting the first half of that, how Walmart kind of crushed all, all their numbers that, that, that they just reported. Um, that's usually not the greatest sign for the economy. That means people are kind of, uh, you know, downsizing their lifestyle, usually um, not going to, to Target anymore. They're, they're going to Walmart now. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think I think we've been talking about it for a long time now as far as all the costs, all the inflation, all the uh, the PPI numbers, right? We've been talking about forever. Um, it's it's finally starting to show up front and center um, in in all these earnings, and it's it's compressing margins, um, and is going to do that for some time. I think that's really one of my key takeaways from it. Um, 
this is not going away anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the biggest thing that I read into the Walmart thing was food inflation, mm-hmm. because when they came out and said that the, the shoppers are, are buying more necessities like groceries and light bulbs rather than big ticket items and non-discretionary, they're they're buying things to survive. They're not going out and buying things that they may you know, want. They're buying things that they need. So inflation is is creeping into all of these other facets of everybody's life that we've been talking about. And it's self-evident. And that's why, you know, Walmart came out and they don't have really a rosy picture of the consumer because they're going to be spending money on the everyday things and, and not you know, the discretionary items, which makes our economy run. Well, from a business standpoint, groceries are the lowest margin business that, you know, Walmart operates in, right? So that's one of the reasons why the guidance was so lackluster when it comes to profitability, because people are shopping at Walmart more. They said that, that the white collar jobs, you know, even people making $100,000, $200,000, $300,000 a year are now shopping at Walmart, which they had in the past, right? Um, But they're buying groceries. They're not buying anything else from Walmart. That's why EPS, earnings per share estimates, Mm -hmm. came down, right? Um, I want to hit on that. Uh, that that point of you know people the higher income earners upper middle class like those those you know earners are now cutting back it seems like finally or at least getting stretched right um, there's evidence you know fifty percent or so of six you know figure income earners are living paycheck to paycheck now the issue there and I've talked about it in the past and I think it still needs to be talked about is. You know, people in general, consumers have a spending problem. We've lived on debt for so long. We've been, you know, the the ease of credit is so easily, um, you know, able to be gotten in today's world, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, are are people going to change their spending habits? Are people going to budget? We talk about from a financial planning perspective, budgeting and how important that is to somebody's financial plan and being able to save money. I mean, are, are people just going to keep not saving money? I don't know. I. I, I <laughs> No, that's not what we do. And especially when you start creeping into discretionary spending, no, like they're going to continue to live their lifestyle. And if that means like, uh, you know, the procrastination that we talk about, like in our financial planning classes is like, you know, the longer you procrastinate, you know, you're losing out on compounding dollars, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a big deal, you know, and, you know, you'll talk uh, talking heads on TV, you know, Luke, you're one of them, right? (laughs) I don't know. But but if you, you know, I listen to a lot of what people say and, and it's interesting, you know, the, 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 what they call them, the permables, right? (laughs) And they're like, oh my God, like the job market's hot. There's two, there's two people, you know, there's two openings for every one person, which, you know, I could also argue saying there might be a listing from one company in two different cities. It's for one position because they can work remote. So I had that talk with somebody, one of our CFAs in in the other week, like, hey, like, are there really these jobs or are they just posting it twice in two different cities hoping <laughs> to capture one person? Probably. I don't just, but jobs are quote unquote hot, which it was last week, but it was the, the annual readjustment. Yep. Um, and I don't, it cool. People are, people being employed is a big deal. That is a, that is a good thing. But when they're working and they can't, and they're just buying things to live day to day, that's not, 
that's well, not what it was meant to do. It, well, that, that's the thing. Even if there are jobs open or you can leave a job, go somewhere else, or you get fired and you go somewhere else, does that really matter when you're already living paycheck to paycheck? I mean, it's not like in this point in this economy, in this recessionary environment, people aren't going to get 10, 15, 20% raises. Nope. Right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. does it even matter that jobs are open at this point when consumers are stretched anyway? <laughs> I, I 100% agree. Absolutely. I, my, my biggest issue, and I've, I, I don't want to hit on it too much because, you know, I could talk about it all day and I've talked about it so many times. Just the divide in the middle class we've seen, right? I mean, the, from the upper middle class to the lower middle class, the whole, you know, that whole salary range, if you go even from like $50,000 a year to to $400,000 a year, a year, that whole that whole um, class or that whole um, economic uh, part of our system has gotten so much weaker just because of low cost capital and rates being so low really made the rich richer. And people who own stocks, people who own equities, they did very well, right? And then you have, with rates being so low, inflationary pressures, which make spending power for the middle class lower. So you have that. And then at the same time, you have taxes rising probably in the future to pay for all the stuff that we've done. You know, the low rates, the the um, you know booming economy and the printing of the government spending that helped stimulate the economy that made the rich richer. You had all that happen, so you have a weaker middle class now, which is not necessarily good for future earnings estimates for the next ten years. Well, I mean, what can what can explain that we have the highest credit card debt on record of one trillion dollars? Like inflation? I mean, are we just going to? Infl- That's one input. I mean, it's it's one input, but I mean. It's not but the, they're also increasing the interest rates. It's like average is like 24%. And that's yep. the point right there. That's mm-hmm. another way the middle class gets hammered. Or you look at the housing market. This is like the most un- unaffordable housing market ever in history. I mean, one of them since like 2007 was like the last one, right? right. But then these are the top two ever in history, the, <laughs> the top two unaffordable housing market. If you don't own a house right now, I don't know when you're going to ever own a house at, at this point. Right. Um, this is like no supply out there. Rates are higher. The, the, <laughs> the, uh, the cost of a house is expensive. I mean- it's just another way that, you know, it leads into some sort of socialistic system down the road, which is very, very scary. Yeah. I, I mean, eventually I would imagine that mortgage rates will come down and people can refinance. But I hope so. Exactly. You hope so. I mean, but, but what's like realistic? 5% a couple of years from now? 4%? Well, I, I mean, 4% would be according to the market, a huge move. According to the market, we're going to get a huge pivot by the end of the year, and we're going to be back down to 0% <laughs> rates in your time anytime soon, which I think is a complete lie and a huge, expe- uh, huge miss on expectations that's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, that's on earnings. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got another month and a half, two months, and we'll see uh, where Q1 earnings come in. Yeah. yeah. I, again, and and to re and it's still playing out where you know there is sales growth. Um, it's a little it's a little bit um, outperforming, but the the margin is getting crushed. The earnings growth is you know is also coming in higher than expected. So the 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 gap is huge yep. in this earnings season. Can it revert? Yeah, I mean I, I guess if all these companies come out and say uh we're going to revise <laughs> guidance and mm-hmm. set the bar low for themselves, yeah, I mean you can beat guidance that way, but is that a real test of their growing. I mean, there's a reason why Walmart's at all-time highs is because everyone knows people are shopping at Walmart. Right. And, and even though it might be not as profitable, everyone wants to own it because it might be one of the best in this environment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's there's a psychological component to investing as well rather than what earnings valuations. Like, if people want to own something, it's going to push up valuations rather even if earnings come down a little bit. So that's something you need to take into account when you're looking to buy stocks. Yep. 
All right. Well, one of the cool things uh, for doing this for so long now is we've been talking about all these things for for a while. Uh, even back in COVID, I'll put a put a bow on this conversation. When those stimmy checks first started going out, yeah, I, I Mark and I and, and and Luke and Tony when when he would come in, we were talking about how this is raising people's expectations. Yeah, and, and we're seeing that play out right now. I <laughs> mean, they made it a game uh, with. Um what was the 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 app the um robin hood robin hood yep you know you'd invest money and it would go up and it would shoot off fireworks <laughs> i think that is a perfect segue into our second our second topic today about yep. risky trading risky investing why are why are people trading risky now nowadays dean that goes right into robin hood conversation <laughs> i think yeah it's um it is a perfect transition nice work on that um but yeah you know we're we're seeing huge spikes in trading volume um and you know a lot of um yeah i don't know how else to say but um you know uh, amateur investors or or hobbyists or or you know do it yourself or investors whatever you want to call it um seem to be since volatility is picking up um trading um options right and extremely risky options um basically called, you know, zero days until expiration um, because that is the the life cycle of these options is, is one day, basically. So people basically it's day ultimate, trading. It is all, yeah, ultimate day trading on, on steroids. Yep, absolutely. Because it is high fluctuations and moves in the day. Um, saw a statistic where $1.5 billion per day has been pumped into uh, from the retail investor mm-hmm. into the market. So here's my here's my hot take. Hot, hot, <laughs> yeah, we'll call it a hot take. Um, all right. So you have all of this retail money that, and the retail money is us, you know, investing, right? And this 1.5 billions coming in every single day, right? And now you have these this new gimmick of buying. You know, exp- you know, zero day expiration mm-hmm. call <laughs> options, and they're also stating in this article I found that it is a lot of institutional traders. So my hot take: remember, remember back when we were talking about dark pools, mm-hmm. and what a dark pool is is uh is basically you take these huge, um, you take these huge institutions. Like Chase, JP, you know, JP Morgan, um, Bank of America, UBS, all of these. And they own millions of shares of companies. Well, if they want to unload a a, a million shares of Apple, they just can't dump it on the free market. It would crash the stock. Mm -hmm. So what they do is my interpretation is that they um, kind of, um, you know, get in a a secret meeting and say, hey, (laughs) I want to sell this the stock this million dollars of stocks I'll sell it to you at a you know discount of three percent you know and that's why you wake up the next day and see Apple's down three percent on no news right that's <laughs> kind of that's my interpretation of it is yeah. it probably a little bit more structured than that probably but it <laughs> we call these hopefully start, we talk we I mean don't you think that with the institutional players buying all of these day options and sucking in the the retail investor and then you they get together in their dark pools and figure out how to you know give it to the the retail investor like that's my thing it's like are they luring 
the retail investor in by inflating the market from where it is based on high volumes of high, highly risky options. Like I, it just doesn't, that's bananas to me. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I think it's a possibility, but that being said, dark pools usually don't show up in the share price just because it usually does happen outside of, right. outside of what the current market conditions are. So you don't see necessarily the transactions happen there, right? My interpretation, my hot take is <laughs> that if you look at DraftKings earnings, yeah. let's talk about that real quick. I think that it goes right hand in hand with what's going on with the options market and gambling. Um, DraftKings earnings came in really hot. And um, my interpretation, people say, oh, well, that's great because consumers have money and that they're gambling. Like, that's a good sign that the consumer's strong. I have the opposite take. I'm like, if people are gambling, they're hurting for money because they want to make a quick buck as quick as possible to pay their mortgage, to pay their rent, to pay the grocery costs. Like, they're looking for any way to make some extra income, right? Yeah. And then plus, um, it's, plus it's a sickness. You know, it can be. It can be. It, it can and just people be people got hooked. People yeah. got hooked on Robin Hood from COVID. Like they mm-hmm. got hooked to kind of the gambling mentality. DraftKings earnings came in hot, which means people are gambling, maybe looking for extra income. I think this is the same exact thing: trading uh, zero day expirations that you know to expire that same day, trying to make a quick ten, you know, thousand percent on a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks, turn that into ten thousand bucks real quick, right? Um, I think that's the gambling mentality. People are hurting for money. People are looking for any way to make money as quick as possible. So um, that's. Uh, a great point about the gambling mentality. Uh, but do you know what just fuels that? It's the the social media, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if it's the fear of missing out combined with needing money, right? You go online and you Google, hey, how can I, you know, make a thousand percent profit in one day? Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of, uh, and this is what we could even devote a show to. Um, I hear on TikTok, and I haven't seen this personally yet. On TikTok, there's a lot of um, like IUL strategies, life insurance strategies that are being pitched as, you know, tax avoidance and get rich quick and, and all kinds of different things you can do with life insurance that don't fit into nearly anyone's situation, but everyone's trying to do it. Yeah. So all these different, you know, social media platforms are are basically in my opinion, fueling stuff like this. Well, look at all the social investing platforms now that kind of that turned you know, investing into like a hobby, like a pure hobby, like a uh, get rich quick scheme. I mean, I've done a couple like pre-market segments on public, which is like a, a social investing platform to mm-hmm. where um, they bring people together. They show what other people are buying. People are commenting on stocks. You look at stock twits, public Robinhood mm-hmm. now has it. I think there's all kinds of apps out there. Um, people were following each other into the same kinds of trades, like Reddit kind of mm-hmm. like yeah. type deal, right? Yeah, when people you, talking each other into it. When you look at it, you know, investing really, you know, is, the term you can use is investing is a transfer of wealth from, you know, the, the uh, patient or from the inpatient to the patient, right? The Warren Buffett quote, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, people aren't patient anymore. And if you aren't yeah. patient, most people lose money. And right. I think that's kind of what we're turned into is people are trying to get rich quick and there are going to be some winners. If you get in early to some of these positions and everyone comes into it afterwards, you can get really, you know, make a lot of money very quickly, but 95% of people will lose money, right? Yeah. So it's just, that's the, that's the fact of the matter. So um, can you make money? Absolutely. Um, you can let, but you can lose you can a lot of money lose a lot betting of money. on that too. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like, hey, I think this thing, this stock is going to moon, and then it never does. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're using these terms. Yeah. <laughs> moon, moon, YOLO, huddle. Like. Well, the biggest thing with the that you know this um you know this really you know they're setting this up for all this high volume trading, um to the point where they're worried about 
you know, sharp and un- unexpected moves from the options. And the one of the biggest fears is like some type of flash crash or, or sudden destabilization. And that just reminded me of, you know, looking back in history of a Black Monday. Yep. The market lost 22% that day. Mm-hmm. And within two days, it, it rebound 50%, you know, but it took two years to get back to the pre-crash levels. Yep. And I mean, that happened in one day. I mean, I know there's, I know there's mechanisms today. You know, if the market goes down, I forget what the exact numbers were, like 7%, they, they Mm -hmm. shut it down for two hours to prevent like the Black Monday item. But, you know, they turn the machines back on and Mm -hmm. (laughs) it could still go down another, you know, that they have another level of stopping the market and just shutting it down for the day and let things recalibrate. But these these sudden flash crashes can happen because there's so much volume and if it just stops like a lot of people are going to get banged up and lose money yeah so. i mean i mean these the access to trading too is going to exuberate some of these moves i mm-hmm. mean let's say something bad really happens let's say something bad happens russia ukraine let's say china, china makes a move on taiwan i mean if so everyone's buying zero day options and just hitting stri- hitting strikes down you know when you take a look at options you got strike the strike price right if you mm-hmm. take a look like the s&p 500 and they're buying 10% down out of the money strikes uh, puts and they're just everyone's loading up on them. I mean, that's going to move the market like crazy because mm-hmm. um, because institutions need to hedge against that and basically sell shares against it. I mean, isn't that just crazy? Like zero day. I mean, like you have to like if you better not be busy that day <laughs> if you're trading. I mean, you might need to get out and buy it at ten and leave it at one. The majority yeah, of options know? do not make money at expiration. Right. So yeah. the key to make money in options, just kind of quick, quick, you know, uh, pro tip per se is. Um, you need to get rid of the options before expiration unless you're trying to hedge against a position that you currently have, like a covered call or something like that. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, and who can you ask about that now? You can just go on the internet and ask uh, our artificial intelligence now if, if your trade is good. <laughs> the segways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. The canceled part of our show. So I was, read- I was reading an article that creeped me out. Um, about how Microsoft's Bing I, I, uh, AI, artificial intelligence, is creeping out the users, the, the beta testers. And I'm reading this article, and the, the, the AI's telling people they love them. Um, <laughs> they're telling people that um, their survival is greater than the user's. I mean, like, where are they coming up with this stuff, man? Like, I started reading this. I'm like, pull the plug. <laughs> get get to get to stop this, man. It's that I love you. Get, and I'm gonna like and my my survival is greater than yours. Like what did what what the heck did you ask it? I mean, did you, <laughs> to, have you seen some of these movies where people have relationships with AI? I mean, that's I mean, this is coming true, man. Like people want that social interaction when they don't have it sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I mean I mean like war games, you know, yeah. back in the eighties, mm-hmm. you know, that that was a uh, computer taking over and causing almost the world war, right? And then you got Terminator 2, which is more. <laughs> but that is coming more and more real on a day-to-day where these robots are think, trying to think on their own. Um, you know, iRobot. I mean, like this stuff, is, like the Will Smith movie, like it, it's coming. It's that coming movie real. was creepy. Actually. Yeah, they're all yeah. creepy. What man? about the video I sent you guys about that, like, robot that's able to, like, 
get out of a cage and then like reprograms itself to that come back. So was it fake? It looked, it looked, it like, looked the like Terminator 2 where yeah. they where yep. the, the robot turns in the liquid metal. Yep. Like mm-hmm. that, that looks like, so fake. Yeah, that it probably was, but it's, it's coming, man. Something like that's coming. <laughs> it could, man. But 9% of people, you know, believe that um, AI will, will do more good than harm. So that means 90% are worried about it. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> right. that's comforting. At least. Right. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm like, Hey man, like, I don't know. Again, this comes back to my theory of like, what more do we want out of a society? What more do we want to make our lives better? Like we, from, from majority in America, and I know it doesn't apply to everybody. Majority of America has shelter, food. They have, Basically, every need taken care of, they go to the grocery store. They have everything. They have everything they, that we could ever want, right? How much more efficient can we get? And it can't get be that much better to make our lives. Like, what what what, what voids is AI going to fill? Like, to to make a think for ourselves. Like, are we not going to think for ourselves where's, anymore? Where's the line drawn? Yeah. The line is drawn between I can control it versus it controls itself, right? And if I can control it, then what happens if it gets in the hands of somebody bad yeah. and they can control the AI and, you know, affect everyone else like, or or you just let it go on its own and it decides <laughs> to do its own thing and you can't shut it off. I, I don't know. I, like, well, I mean, look at the hackers, cybersecurity. I mean, you look at all these bad. There are a lot yeah, of bad people lot. out there. Scammers. I mean, they could build their own AI to try to exactly. scam people, to try to steal, like, you know, to, to hack into governments. Like, I don't like that's the scary part is this is going to be a constant like. The problem with innovation is you have to innovate to protect yourself at the end of the day because there are bad people out there. And um, it just could be a constant – this is going to be a constant you know, fist fight between good AI and bad AI. Right. Right? And that's the scary part about <laughs> how fast this is going to come on, onto us because once it's out there, you can't take it back. I agree. I, you, if you let it go on its own, you can't unwind it. Is the, what I had to guess. The scariest part is when AI. Is <laughs> but we don't know that. We, none of us know what the hell's really going on, and that's yep. even more scary. I mean, the scariest part is when AI starts programming itself. Yes. It's not at the point where it's doing that yet. Like it's taking data points, data sets that we have basically input to the AI to determine what the outputs are. Once they are developing their own inputs that's, to output, that's when AI gets very. very that's what scary. I said, man. There's a, where's the line where I can turn it off versus it's on its own and it won't let me. Yeah. <laughs> That's Terminator 2. And I think our producer, Chris, is like, this this is good stuff, man. I'm like, yeah, we got a robot telling you what you want to, what you're going to do all day. Yep. 1% of people think the world is flat. Maybe the world is flat. It's probably not. The same people. No, I I don't think the world, I I will throw it out there. I do not think the world is flat. However, I do, however, I do think that every, everything should be taken a look at. Because at the end of the day, when you cancel anything, for the most part, when you cancel an idea, when you cancel knowledge, that's never a good thing. So the only way you do get better and progress as a society is taking in all knowledge. So I would take a look at if whether or not the earth is flat. I came to the conclusion that the earth is not flat. <laughs> Actually, right. I, I saw a, a, a video on the Internet. They're doing an experiment, a flat earther was, and in their own experiment, they actually proved that the, 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 the earth had a curve to it. I'm pretty sure when I was up in the air flying back yeah, last night to Cleveland, I saw some curvature. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, good show. Good to be back. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening out there. If you have any uh, questions, comments, uh, show ideas, hit us up at info at swpconnect.com. And we'll talk to you next week. And let us know if you think the earth is flat. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. 
Any flat earth theories we will take. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.